Kevin. <laughs> well, well, hello, long time no talk. Is it, yeah, <laughs> hey, everyone out there. We are so excited today. We have Devin Boyd, who is amazing, very intelligent, and just an all-around fun guy. And we are going to talk about the film industry. We're going to talk about other things. And we're really, really excited to talk about, um, to talk with Devin today. So you know how it is. We like to get it done here with Tish and the only baby come up with, with Darkoya. <laughs> so Devin will talk about finance. What, what about finance? Oh, are we, we have a chat about finance. I, I, I don't know. I've never heard that word. That's and <laughs> so maybe I, I don't I don't know these things. I've been stuck in a cave. <laughs> well, Devin, everybody's out here really trying to get in their bag. I don't know if you've heard that expression, but everybody's creating a script. Everybody's, you know, working on projects and people really want to know how can they finance their projects. So I know that today's conversation is going to be very knowledgeable, but also very helpful. And it is going to be lit. Trust me, because money's always lit. <laughs> how do you see the uh, Instagram? You see all the people who are who are joined. How do you? How do who's who's all who's all following this? Or is this is something tape tape later recorded? Give real time. Uh, oh, we we are live. Yes, we're live on Facebook. Say hi to hi to the viewers. Oh, well, hello, party people. <laughs> so yeah, well, you know, yeah, go on, Tish. No, no, it's 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 so it's so exciting because like <laughs> most of the time, most of the time when I bring people on, it's like we've it it we've already had like a million conversations, so it's just so light with us. Yeah. And the viewers out there, they're always commenting like, "Oh my God, this is so profound!" And I'm like, "Gosh, we've had this conversation like five times already." <laughs> well, yeah, Tisha, you and I go back a couple years now. I mean, literally a couple years yeah. at this point. You know, we, we've, yeah. so we've probably, we probably had this, whatever conversations we're going to have, uh, we've probably had them before, but you know, all, all the, all the more fun. So. Yeah. So Koya, let's get some background on Devin. Okay. So Devin, um, you have been involved in putting some major pro uh, projects together, uh, such as the Expendables, Righteous Keel, and the Mechanic. How did you get started in the industry? That's what we want to know. Okay. Um, well, I was, uh, I, well, I, I went to school for, for finance, uh, you know, economics degree, all that. And then I, you know, decided I, I, you know, finance was kind of, I mean, I didn't want to like work for a cog factory, you know, financing, you know, basically I thought, I thought that part of it, you know, was not interesting to me. I, I grew up kind of wanting to be a, uh, to score films and anything, I, everything I knew growing up, I'm like, well, I don't know what it is, but I want to be a part of films just in general, making them, uh, you know, from a musical point of view. And I'm like, well, let me add my uh, finance uh, background. But, you know, you graduate school, you don't, you know nothing about movies except you know it's good, you know it's bad. If you, you know, I grew up in L.A., so it's kind of, you know, my, my family was in it. So I, so I kind of, like, loved it from day one. So, um, yeah, so I got out of school, and I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I did the, um, the course. I, I basically went through the School of Hard Knocks that everyone goes through that wants to do it, where I started at. ICM. I started an agency. I worked, you know, these hard desks with the, you know, the heads of, you know, all these departments. And, you know, it was, it was, um, I learned very fast, uh, you know, agents are miserable people. Um, I'm sorry. To say, sorry <laughs> for, 
but you know, for the most part, they're just either you know, they're, they're hateful, and I'm just like I I don't want to be that like you know money at a point you know that's that's great. Um, that's you know no no one has a problem with money, but I mean these people. Um, you know, most agents at you know CAA, you know William Morris. Sorry for everyone I know um, over there, um, and ICM, and you know they kind of just a lot of them are just miserable. Um, so I said, you know, I don't want to be an agent. <laughs> I said I really don't. So I, then I, you know, I did that for yeah, I put my time in. I, then I I got a job and uh, as a development executive at, you know, on the Universal lot. It was in the back lot. That was fun, except the problem was, um, well, studios you don't get anything done ever. Mm-hmm. Development studio is. Um, it's just, I mean, it's almost pointless. Uh, it is, it's just, um, you know, and I, I just, you know, you work seven days a week, you, you know, I managed the office and I was a development executive. So I was basically, um, everything to everyone all the time. And then you take home a, a stack is, you know, as high as your head of scripts and, you know, spend your, your entire weekend reading them. And then they don't go anywhere. You give your notes to, you know, the head of the, the, the head of the, you know, of, of universal, whoever it is. And they say, oh, that's great. You know, well, you know, well. You know, put it. We'll put it in the pile. So, um, so that I was like, okay, well, this this is not really where I see any future. And I said, well, you know, why don't I get a little closer to the money? So I started working at Million Films. Uh, in shorter, I took over the um, uh, the finance department. Um, and you know, essentially, while I was there, I financed about, I mean, I don't know, um, thirty or so films. Like you said, The Expendables, The Mechanic, Righteous Kill, Brooklyn's Finest, a lot of big movies and I, you know it's kind of like a crash course in like oh wow this is the indie world this is totally different from the studio world you don't just have a you don't just have a war chest of cash you know you know funded by some uh you know multinational company that owns it where you can never run out you're like you're, you're disney netflix you're universal you, you just it just you're just endless you're owned by like you know these huge conglomerates that are public and, and just you know have endless money so um, so you really have to, you know, make sure that your movies make money. I mean, you can't just be the, the entertainment uh, film division of a telecommunications company that has, you know, whether or not, whether or not they lose or win, you're they're kind of, um, you know, they're supported. So you really have to uh, make sure your films make money. Um, as an indie, and Millennium's was one of, you know, at, at the time, it was probably one of the largest truly private. Um, everyone, everyone gets, you know, like the summits of the world, everyone gets acquired at a point. So they're not, they're not really, uh, you know, technically private, you know, indie. Um, so, you know, so we had to make sure we made money. So that, that was kind of my job was to finance the movies and make sure they made sense beforehand. Because if you lose money on, um, you know, if you lose money on a movie like Expendables, that was the biggest movie this, the, the, you know, money had ever done. So you lose money on that, you're out of business, really, because... You know, that's, that was, a, you know, I don't want to say it's a hundred million because, you know, we think it wasn't, but it was a, you know, it was close enough. It was on the upward side of that. And, you know, for any, you know, any movie uh, or any independent studio, no matter how big or small, I mean, losing a hundred million dollars will probably be, so you, you can't, you really can't do it. So I, we made it a point of making sure we didn't. So um, yeah, I mean, that's why, you know, I can say, you know, I haven't lost me in a movie, which is kind of crazy, but we were, we were, you know, it, slightly different times, um, you know, a handful of years ago, but, um, you know, it, it, we did it because we worked backwards and we we're smart and we didn't take any, uh, any major risks. So, um, yeah, so that's how I ended up in film finance and I've since long left and I've worked for d- different companies, different producers, uh, you know, I have my own company now. I, um, you know, I kind of work for myself, which is, 
which is good. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, I don't know if I could ever go back to working for anyone else, but you know, I can still with a lot of people. Uh, you know, try to be of help when I can and raise money and you know, raise you know, kind of funds for people. So, mm. yeah, I mean, that's kind of the the genesis of how I got to where I am. Mm. You, know, you know what's so funny? Like when you were talking about the stacks full of scripts, have you seen the Netflix series Hollywood? Oh no, yeah. I it is it is so reminiscent of everything that's like so wrong with being at the studio. And that like is one of the things that they talk about in the show. It's so interesting. So if you haven't watched it, it's so good. They kind of do like a spin on if Hollywood did things the right way, <laughs> the way that yeah, yeah, you should watch it. It's really cool. It's really cool. It's um, it's actually one of my favorite shows. Sorry, you 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 I lost connection there for a second. Oh, can you? Yeah, I was saying it's actually one of my favorite Netflix shows. It's only like a limited series, but mm -hmm. it definitely it definitely is worth watching. So if you get a chance, watch that. Well, it, well I will because you know when I was you know uh, in, in the early two thousands, Entourage came out, and I was working at ICM at the time, and. It was really funny because, you know, I mean, the, the it, it kind of got, got off topic, but for for a few, it's like you said, you know, it was it was kind of right on. The first few seasons were like, oh, my God, no one knows this, but this, this should actually happen. Pardon my, my French. It's like, you know, I've seen agents throw staplers back in the day when they, like, at, at, you know, their, their assistants' heads who were girls where you're just like, oh, you never get away with that now. I mean, you're just like, Jesus. I mean, that, or you're just like, Jesus Christ. Like, how can you? Oh. Wow. You know, I mean, crazy stuff. Um, but you know, now of course they'd be sued, and you know, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. You know, like, I mean, now they you got away with stuff back then. You're like, did they just do that? Did I just see a stapler getting hurled across like a a thing? But yeah, no. We watched, so we watched um, Entourage back in the day, and we're like, oh my god, this stuff is like right on. Like they think it's crazy, but like they like the the, the staplers fly the. Pencils for the pins and pe pencils fly. The, the, the screaming, it just was like a, a thing that happened where it's like, okay, well, there's no amount of money that makes this worthwhile. Mm. That is crazy. That's but, it's, crazy. but it's so real. Let me tell you, like, it's like being in being in the industry, it's just like the wild, wild west. You just never know what you're going to get when you start working with people. Like, I, I mean, I, Devin, I can't speak for you, but I'm going to say for me, it's like the wild, wild west. Like there's never like a clear set or a core value that you can be like, oh, they represent this. You're like, no, you step into a situation. You were like, well, I thought you were, <laughs> but you're not. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, well, you and I, Tish, have, have seen some crazy things ourselves and, you know, just in the, the, the time we've known each other. And I mean, that's like not even a drop in the water of all the things that have, that happen where you just say, okay, well, you know, it doesn't surprise me anymore. <laughs> you know, Devin, I have a question for you. Um, you talked about how you went to school and I see, I see a lot of commonalities between you and Tish. So Tish has a, her undergrad degree is in economics, right? Tish economics, mm -hmm. right? Economics. Mm -hmm. And you went to Harvard. You have an MBA from, for Harvard, correct? I, I don't. I don't have an MBA. I, that'd be oh. nice. But no, I, I, I mean, I, I did actually. No, I, I've. Uh, I went to University of Colorado Boulder, which. Uh, okay. Okay. And you, but you do have an MBA, correct? I don't have an MBA. No, I. I, I was going to. It's well, Harvard was 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 a. I, I, was, I was thinking about. Um, I was thinking about getting an MBA, but that was that was about the time of um, the time I got hired because I want to go back to school for for finance, and Harvard was was one of the schools. Um, well, um, 
they they had, they had a, I mean, obviously it's, it's Harvard, so you can't really go wrong, but um, right. yeah, at the time that I was pondering, I was taking MBA classes and I was, I was thinking about making the full plunge. I wanted, yeah, at, at, yeah, at Harvard, but um, yeah, I, I got the, I got the job. I think that was about the time that I, I, I started, you know, I, I just decided to go back into the, in the film business and, and um, cause I, you know, there was a time where I said, you know what, this is just, uh, you know, not everything that, you know, I, you know, I want to make movies and, you know, you, there are two ways to start in the, the business. You start as kind of like a PA, you have, you know, you're, you're bringing copies to people, which I, you know, I've done the, you know, I've inter I interned in, in high school and did that. And, you know, there, there's a way there's, there's that path too. I mean, that's another hard path because you can end up, you know, being some jerk director's uh, personal assistant for the rest of your life. Right. And, you know, so, it's, uh, I mean, whatever. I mean, it's hard. It's hard either way you you cut it. I mean, there's no real, real easy way. But um, well, you both uh, have a passion for you both have a passion for finance. That you both right. are passionate about finance, and you, I know that you've raised just a substantial amount of money for films, and I know that Tish is also the commonality is finance, right? <laughs> um, what is, and you both have this quality, which is like this get it done quality, and you talked about that earlier what what qualities do you think that you possess that just where you could just get it done you could raise that money because i mean that's not an easy feat it's not an easy thing to do i want to well it you know it's not um i'm you just you just can't quit and you know I, what you realize when you um you know when you when you work a lot and you know film i don't think is, is necessarily different than i mean too much different than any other business but uh, I mean, if you're relatively capable of what you do, uh, you find that a lot of people are just, um, I mean, they're just kind of incapable. They're, they're, they're just not professional. They don't have what it takes. So, I mean, it's kind of like a, you know, it's not a sprint. It's, it's a marathon of, of like, if you're the last one in the room, that's uh, you're showing people you can get it done and, and you're really just, you know, people just want a response. They want quick timing. You know, all, you know, what people tell me a lot is like, oh my God, I've dealt with so many other people and, you know, they take a long time getting back to me. You, I ask for something and it's like, you know, bam, it's there. You deliver it in like under time and they're always shocked and like, like, wow, that's like, so, and I'm like, I'm just, you know, I'm not like anything, I'm not like Superman. I'm just, I'm just being professional. So uh, you'd be surprised out there. Even people who really want it, there's some disconnect between, uh, you know, what you have to do to actually get it versus, you know, I'm not, I'm not Michael Jordan in, in film finance, you know, <laughs> it's like, I'm not the, <laughs> you know, I might, I might. You are. <laughs> But I will you only know. I mean, it's just, I'm just the guy, you know, I'm like the Dennis Rodman up there, like, you know, scraping for rebounds. No, I mean, it's no, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to like what well, Dennis Rodman's great, but, um, uh, you know, but it's, it's kind of that, it's kind of that, you know, you really have to be hungrier than the next person. And I'm not even that because that, that kind of leads to, oh, I'm going to, you know, crabs in a barrel. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get ahead by taking from you. If someone else is getting ahead and it's really uh, like i think it's more collaborative than anything else if you you know the people that that work hard but will screw people over and burn the relationships are the people that don't get ahead even if they're you know they work just as hard as you if they're just as smart as you like you know whatever like i'm not like i just i just tend to treat people well and they say wow you're really proficient in what you do uh you know you're you're you, you know, you do well, you're good at it. And, uh, but moreover, like the, there's a trust factor. And I think that in entertainment is one of the hardest things to come by because people will, you know, I mean, they'll, they'll screw their mothers for a dollar, you know, they'll throw them yeah. in front of a bus. So, and that's, you know, unfortunately that's in a lot of businesses. It's in, um, 
film a lot. So, uh, yeah, I mean, really, that's, I mean, having that quality of, of trust with, with the, you know, actually being able to uh, deliver to people is something that, uh, you know, I think that's, you know, separates a lot of people from, you know, from making it, not making it. Mm-hmm. No, I, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. And I think that there, when you talk about like transitioning from the studio to the independent, like independent company, did you find that there was maybe something different that the studios were doing that the independent companies were, were not as far as like how they were financing their projects? Um, well, I mean, you know, I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a completely different model. Um, the studio world is, um, I mean, it's all about just, uh, you know, theatrical and, you know, that's, that's what they have. And, you know, of course they have everything else. It's not just about that, but it's, it, it's a very different uh, model in the sense that you just, you say, I think, you know, I, I fast and furious 500, whatever the hell, you know, whatever, or <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw or the next, I don't know. I think they're, I don't know. What's Hobbs and Shaw there. and then someone else. <laughs> yeah, like you know, Star Wars Episode Ten, and you know, all these things, and and they just kind of they make a gamble that that it's going to do well, and they kind of they are it's going to do X at the box office, it'll do you know X streaming, you know the well you know I'd say home video, but that's really just like now pay streaming and free streaming, and then uh-huh. and then TV and all that. But um, uh, you know, the difference is they don't work backwards. They just say. And that's why they're not very creative, to be honest, because they, um, you know, they'll just pick franchises that they know, you know, it's like, it's, it's just like, I mean, it's almost a math model. It's like, okay, well, you know, some movies that I've kind of been somewhat a part of, you know, it's like, like, like a, a bad boys or this, that, and the other, I mean, which now is uh-huh. obviously a very strained model because, you know, who knows what's going to be theatrically things are you know, kind of a mess, but, um, you know, the difference is when you're, you know, an independent, uh, uh, you know, movie company, you, uh, you have to really uh, reverse engineer things. You know the market, you know, you know, instead of saying, oh, I, I think this will do well because it's a franchise and I don't care, you know, I, you know, Terminator 5, Star Wars 10, <laughs> Fast and the Furious, whatever, like, I mean, name your franchise. They just say, oh, the last five did well. I'm, I'm a studio executive and I'm going to rubber stamp this and we don't, we don't care if it's really shit. I mean, to be honest, you know, sorry to say, um, <laughs> but we're just going to, you know, blast it. We have the money to spend you know, hundred million dollars in PNA and like we make it a, you know, $300 million. I mean, uh, you know, I, I can't even, the numbers I've seen for some of these movies, it's like they approach half a billion dollars. And it's like, when you, when you get to those numbers, it's, I mean, you can imagine it's, you have to like, you have to make a billion dollars in sales plus wow. even, even cash in. I, it's, it's just like these numbers are outstanding, like, uh, you know, incredible. And, you know, if you're, if you're not, you know, um, Disney or, you know, one of the majors, you, you really like that would, that would, um, well, you, you know, no, no independent uh, production company can do it for starters, but uh, differences, you, you work really have to work backwards when you're an independent uh, production company. You have to really see the market. You have to know what a, a film's worth in, in France and know what it's worth in Spain. And you have to really just get, you know, grind it down and be like, okay, get sell it, you know, to all these territories. And, um, I know, I know worst case you could sell it for, you know, 12 million. So that means the budget can be more than 10. So at the minimum, you're making, you know, a return on it and it does well, you know, maybe you have a, you know, a movie that's like Expendables or something that like, it has a, you know, potential overages on theatrical where you say, all right, well, worst case, if it does shitty in the theater, we'll still make money. But if it does well, you know, you, it's basically, it's kind of like, um, 
you know, in the stock market, if you, I mean, it's basically hedging your bets. You just have to work backwards and know what things are worth because you can't just, you can't just flip a coin. You can't, you can't make, I mean, one, one big movie like that, that you, you basically misjudge could sink your company because it's, you know, or burn your investors or, you know, yeah. or put you in bankruptcy. So it's, it's, you know, it's a very different model and, and, you know, kind of theories behind it. Well, would you, would you advise independent filmmakers to be niche? Um, as far as financing is concerned, would you advise it for them to have like a niche model? I mean, right now, yes, because, um, I, you know, it's, it's such a different, you know, we're kind of waiting to see where the, you know, it's, it's kind of like an explosion where you're like, okay, now who's, who's alive? Um, you know, the last six months, <laughs> like, who's alive? are you okay? Who's injured? Take the injured here. Um, you know, it's very, yeah, I, no, it is. You're just kind of like waiting for the dust to settle and investors are, you know, hiding in the, in the rabbit holes with everyone else. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I would say, you know, smaller is better now because, um, mm. uh, people, people don't really, they don't really know. I mean, there's a lot of uncertainty and, you know, I, you know, was working on, on some, you know, some big studio titles, you know, in, in, uh, January and February. And, um, I mean, just because, you know, some, some of the investors that you've talked to, they'll say, I want to invest in a studio film because, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's a franchise, it's big. So, you know, you can kind of place and you say, okay, well, you know, if you don't want to do indie, you want to do that. That's just, I'm not going to like not, you know, help, help them with, uh, you know, I'm not going to lose business because they, they say, I don't do the indies, I don't do the big movies. And, uh, you know, I'll put them in the big movies. But, you know, since then they're like, wait, hold on. Um, where's, you know, where, you know, where the theater is going to be in, you know, next year or even six months, you know, it's like, they're all, I mean, <laughs> who knows? I mean, they're all struggling now. I mean, they could potentially, I mean, I'm sure they'll, I'm sure bailouts will happen. I, they just loosen the laws on, um, uh, you know, studios owning the, the exhibitors. Um, so that's that's something that's new and exciting. I mean, I'm sure now, you know, Disney has not done it, but I'm sure Netflix, Disney, uh, you know, Net, Netflix, Amazon. yeah, they're all going to start buying into that and you know, kind of you know, restarting the problem that you know back you know 67 years ago. I think it was in the I forgot when 40s or something when they they actually you know prevented the studios from owning that because of antitrust, but, um, mm -hmm. uh, that'll be interesting, but, uh, you know, whatever, you know, but that's, you know, that, that's why the uh, theatrical films are a little bit in the kind of gray area, but you know, at the same time, I mean, what have, what has everyone been doing for six months? Um, they've been sitting in there, they've been, you know, um, social distancing. Um, they've been, <laughs> they've been working from home watching Netflix. So, mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the sort of outcome from that is Netflix is saying, oh shit, we're running out of content. <laughs> and then that's, you know, and everybody, and same with the studios, they have, I mean, they haven't been, you know, filming in, in even, you know, I mean, they, they didn't have the, they don't have the, the sort of bandwidth that Netflix does because um, short, short of like HBO Max that you know, has, uh, you know, Warner Brothers titles going back 50 years and even Disney's struggling because they have, you know they have a library of cartoons for which are great if you have kids but they, they're kind of even struggling because they're they don't have a really diverse uh you know library so you know sure of netflix and you know the hulus and and you know the you know, basically one of the same but um you know basically even those libraries are getting really just cut through because i mean six months of people no no new content everyone just started filming again uh you know so now it's you know, it's more or less global, but on a small scale. I mean, it's going to ramp up, um, but it, it's it's literally everyone's freaking out, and and everyone has their hands on big money buttons, which is good. 
So, um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, from all the negative that, that is, you know, come from this, the good news is, uh, you know, there's going to be money flowing very fast now because uh, there's going to be huge demand uh, for it. And not necessarily for theatrical films, but, you know, there are new models even coming with that from Disney of like, you know, the pay that, I mean, it's sort of like the day and date sort of pay for, I mean, day and date's not new, but they're, you know, Disney's, you know, uh, they're, I think it was, it was um, Milan that they're they're trying new strategies with, where it's mm-hmm. it's sort of like you buy it, but then you get it for the entire time. You you subscribe to Disney Plus for like a higher price. I don't know. I think it's twenty nine or whatever whatever the price may be. So it's like twenty dollars per movie. they were just talking about doing Mulan for what twenty nine ninety nine, and everyone's yeah. like, we're not going to pay that. We already pay for it. Yeah, that's kind of ridiculous. But if you think about the price that you would pay at a movie theater, like, and everybody family though, that's all. Like, if you're just two people or you're just one person, you're paying right. like two people. You right. know, who's going to do that? And even people with families, I don't know. Like, I, I watched this. Um, uh, I watched this thing called Beyond the Trailer. It's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And have you have you heard of that, Devin? Beyond the trailer? Um, no, Crazy I haven't. She so she she was talking about it, and all you see in the comments is hell no, hell no. I'm not buying this. Twenty nine ninety nine is Disney crazy? Hell no. Like it's it's like for them to think that people are going to like pay that money, it's literally like a social experiment. You know, they don't really know. It is, but you know what? I mean, now that they in the last handful of years, I mean, I I have to say I'm I'm sort of guilty of going to less movies than I used to. Um, but I mean, the last movie I went to, I mean, I went to w- with my my mother, funny enough, but um, we went to a movie and it was, you know, the nice movie theaters where you get like, you get, you know, an appetizer, you get a drink, you know, we had, you know, you had, we had one little appetizer and two drinks. It was, you know, the movie between, you know, it was a, it was a $200, you know, right. experience. So it's, it's you know, right. I mean, 30, in perspective, that's, I mean, that's $29. Yeah. So, so it is. It is expensive. You say, "Holy shit!" And I've, 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 I've literally sat around and, you know, I've, I've done the. Oh my god, my god, I want to buy it. I know it's. Mm, I know it's not going to be worth the money, but you're like, oh, okay, you know, screw it. I'm running out of things to watch, and I, I've done the, you know, a few clicks. Exactly. And, yeah. And it's, you know, it's there are going to be people who do it, and there are going to be people who don't, just like anything. And uh, yeah. it's, it's going to be more, you know, more widespread than people going to movies, certainly right now, but also because. Mm-hmm. Price has gone up. I mean, remember? I mean, I, you know, I'm not like incredibly old, but I mean, and, and, you know, but I mean, you know, I'm, I'm still, you know, I'm still up there. And you know, back in the, you know, in the '90s when you know, when we see the movies, is four dollars and you get popcorn. Maybe you spend ten dollars. Yeah. You know, so it's you know now it's it's um you know you you can't get out of there especially if you have you know a, a date or whatever you bring your mother <laughs> whatever it is um, you know like. <laughs> It's yeah. It's I mean it's it's literally like going out to sushi for a night. I mean it's you know it's like a whole thing, which is fine. And now they make you know movies actually comfortable, so you're not stepping on popcorn. You can sit back and you know that's great. But uh, you know, all in all, it's um, the tattoo now the like the luxury leather seat, luxury leather. Yeah, you have the button you push. You're like, you know, hold on. You have the button. You're like, help, please. Uh, can I get another uh, drink? Uh, more uh, wings, popcorn. You know, whatever. Yes. <laughs> And you know, your feet are up. No, I know. I, I mean, I, I kind of like it, and it's it makes it more fun to me. But it's it's it doesn't make it any cheaper. <laughs> it's, no. it makes, 
you know, yeah. you know it's like a, it's like going out to a, like a really nice dinner if you you know if you're on a date or something so i mean i don't know how many people not to you know bust heads of people who go to movies by themselves but it's usually you you go with friends or yeah. whatever and you know that's that's i mean it gets it gets expensive so um you know so 29.99 or whatever that's it's a lot, and I don't know if I'll spend it on Mulan. I don't, I don't know if I, I, don't know if I care to see. Like, I spent two dollars on Trolls, so I mean, I there was nothing to watch, and I needed, <laughs> I needed something, I needed something to watch, so I did it. And people, the thing is, is Devin, people are going to do it as we are in this quarantine, and there's a second and third wave of COVID, which it probably will. People are going to need something to do. They they need escapism. And if you can't leave your house, I personally think people are going to pay the 2030. I think it's like you said, it's a social experiment right now, Tish. But I just I think it's going to be the wave. Just like people are like, I'm never going to pay fifteen dollars for a movie ticket. And Hey, I think we, uh, can you hear us? I think we might have lost it right there. Can you hear me though, Devin? Oh, we lost you for oh, a second. Oh, you lost who? Me? Yeah, we. Lost we you. Yeah. Oh, what part? You were speaking kind of uh, something about a uh, social experiment, and then you kind of froze oh. and. Oh, no. Usually my internet is so good, but I just, I'm basically saying that I think that people are going to pay it. I think that right now it's like, oh, I'm never going to do it. But just like a $15 movie ticket or a $20 movie ticket here in New York, people are like, mm, I'm not going to do it. And now it's like, it's just, it's just a part of life. And it's interesting. I, I want to uh, piggyback off of what you said um, earlier. We've talked about um, this, the law that was in place where studios couldn't own movie theaters and how Amazon Prime and Hulu and Disney, how they were they were buying up all the, um, the movie theaters and how there's going to be this big demand and there is this big demand for, con for content. So I just want everybody who has been watching the show to know that Devin here, who is in finance, has just confirmed that. We've talked about it <laughs> multiple times. So now you know that it's not just us saying it. This is a expert who is saying this is what's going to happen. So I just want to like put that out there. Um, and Devin, you know, one of the things that we talk about here on the show is like creating your own content, creating your own content with yeah. COVID, with everything. Um, yeah. How can like an indie filmmaker really maximize on their opportunity to get financing for their film in the, pan in the pandemic, in this time of this shift, like, what things are you seeing? What things would you suggest? Because the people who don't necessarily have like a overly large budget, like maybe 10 million or a million, like you talked about yeah. before, but somebody working on a super indie level. Sure. Well, something I, and I had this conversation recently with uh, someone, Tish and I, I know that work well with my, my, my creative uh, uh, partner who, who's awesome, but um you know, it's it's uh, there's there's something that that's missing. Uh, you know, and I get pitched. Uh, I mean, even even now, I mean, it's it's a little you know sluggish, but I mean, still uh, at least ten times a day with decks and this and that, and I have you know ideas and you know what? It, it's it's really just like you know, kind of yawn. It's 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 kind of what what that I mean, something that I'm trying to do just is like a, a side project um, because I think it's I think it's really lacking, and and of course I, I you know. I have connections um, that maybe I don't know. Well, I'm sure I do have connections that a lot of people don't, but but that's that's not necessarily what it's 
what it's all about, you know, but what, what I, I would really recommend and is, is basically like if you have, if, if it's really something you're passionate about, like put, put, put a few thousand, 5,000, 10,000, whatever rainy day fund family money, make, make a sizzle reel, make, make a short, make a teaser, make, make something that shows your concept because there's so many, like, you know, even decks, people always at, you know, you know, where's your deck and where you know where's this they send me decks and it's like you know i've done plenty in my lifetime myself because investors vast but it's i mean honestly if you can like put an idea on on screen even if it's you know five minutes i mean it's short i mean you could you know you could do like the swingers model of spending like you know 10 10 20 grand and having making a movie out of it so you certainly can make you know for a few thousand dollars certainly now with you know camera equipment i mean honestly you could get a uh, you know, digital mirrorless, you know, camera that that has, you know, that's four, you know, 4K um, with a little bit, you know, higher, higher in, in editor, of the, you know, there's someone who do color grading, um, you know, I mean, honestly, if it's like, if you have a vision you could put on screen in any way, uh, you know, or, I mean, you know, obviously scripts are great too, but it's, it's scripts still, I mean, either way, you really need to put something that's, that's beyond what anyone else can put in front of somebody, which right now it's like, okay, well, if you know somebody, you can see them a script and they'll read it, great. But, I mean, people really want to see that you're a filmmaker um, and that you have you have a concept. And if you're just a writer, um, you know, it's 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 fine. Uh, you know, it, it's just it's just sometimes difficult to, like I said, being you know, a development executive myself, uh, you know, these people get submitted, you know, thousands and on you know there are companies that are that, that read scripts and and kind of do a lot of processing for netflix that probably get tens of thousands you know companies like that but um the, the whole thing is it's like you're not going to get you know a script to you know somebody really like you know put it put on their desk as a priority to read for the weekend of you know who's greenlining the scripts at you know a, a major you know streaming channel or studio or distributor in general um, without something beyond what they have. So I would say, you know, if it's a passion, well, you know what, borrow money from family, like save up, um, you know, even if it's, even if you, you know, pull favors, I, I know plenty of people who have done, have made shorts for basically free, pulling favors, using equipment they have, borrowed equipment. I mean, it, it's just, um, you know, if, if you're not the directing type, um, you know, it is, it is a little harder, but it's, you know, it's kind of all about, I mean, it is always about who you know and getting it in front of someone's eye. And there's a demand, but um, yeah, I mean, you just can't, and I, I've used this example before, but, you know, a writer in, um, you know, you're in a cornfield somewhere in Iowa, or sorry if anyone lives in Iowa, but, you know, we can't, you can't just, you can't just put something in the mail and expect, uh, you know, <laughs> you know some if and netflix to say great love the project brilliant let's green light it i mean there's just there's too many you know guards at the gate it's it's just too it's too hard you just have to go if you don't have connections either um find somebody who does or go above and beyond and it doesn't it doesn't necessarily cost a lot to show proof of concept um um there was a film recently um i mean i yeah, I'm totally blanking the name. I think it was called Code Eight, and um, it was, you know, a movie that was made for. I think it was on Netflix. I want to say. I, I, I don't know. Correct me. Might have been on Amazon. I don't know. But um, it was made for three and a half million dollars, and it looks like it looks. It's a sci-fi movie with with the special effects and all this stuff. But it was based on, it was based on a short, like a really well done short, and the short got, uh, you know, 
very popular on, you know, basically, you know, became viral in a sense. And that's how, you know, it became a movie. And it's, and it did incredibly well as like, you know, one of Netflix's top 10, I think it was Netflix. Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's Netflix. But I, you know, it's one of their, uh, their, their top 10 movies for a couple weeks. And, you know, next to a, a Michael, you know, Michael Bay movie next to like the ones, you know, all the, the movies Netflix is releasing that, that are, you know, $100 million movies that Netflix is suddenly making it, it this movie was three and a half million. So if you can imagine, I don't know what they made, you know, on it, but that's, that's a great way into, uh, you know, it's all unknown actors. They were in the short, they carried on to the, the full length film and it was well done. It looked, it looked like, he, you know, it was a, a three million dollar sci-fi movie with special effects that looked like a, you know, a thirty million dollar movie. So you know that's what you can do these days, and that's what I would suggest anybody because it's. I mean, it's really hard to get ahead of the curve by just saying, "Hey, this script's great. Here's the logline. <laughs> here's here's all oh, my prototype cast is Brad Pitt." Um, <laughs> you know, so say, "Okay, that's great. You know, it's wonderful. I get so many of those a day. It's you know, and it's." You put all this color, you put their picture in, you make this pretty little deck, and it's like, right, well, like, is Brad Pitt in this? He's like, oh, no, they're, they're just, you know, who we're thinking of. I'm like, okay, great. You know, you go and get Brad Pitt and come back. <laughs> yeah, but that's, yeah. I mean, I, I'm so glad that you're talking about the proof of concept because I just, I actually am on a project where there was a filmmaker, he made a proof of concept. Is It was a video off of a script, and a studio picked it up because it was, the script was unique, but it was also the style of the filmmaker. And from that short, the filmmaker has now, he's doing like all these uh, projects on Netflix where he's a director on Netflix from a short, from his short, right? Mm -hmm. So I yeah. do I do agree with you when I'm saying like, if you have a script, don't just have a script, have a proof of concept, a visual proof of concept. And what I would say, I mean, I, 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 do, I do think it's amazing to have bigger actors in there. But I also think that, I also think that, um, you know, visually having a visual style will always when out. Having something unique and something really cool about your short is always gonna win over just having or drawing just an actor here and there and there. Cause I've seen some, sh some other shorts. I was just like, what did they try? You know, you ever, <laughs> you ever seen a short where it's like, they just let the actor have complete control and creative control and they're just like they're in their their creative bag terrible shorts i i will not gonna lie they're just like doing whatever yeah. <laughs> no direction no, it, yeah no i know i mean most shorts are terrible that's why proof of concept i mean you know another one i you know i quote often which which i hope i don't sound like a broken record but i, I quote stranger things because that's that's a deck you could pull off why and and you know it wasn't so much about uh selling you know who was in it or this that and the other but it, they they built you know it was more like a lookbook but with with some like you know with some direction of like you can see what was playing out and it was high concept at the same time so you know lookbooks are usually just like pictures and business plan you know business decks are just usually kind of bullshit. Uh, you know I, i've done a lot of them so it's like oh yeah this is gonna make this much and this much and everyone says okay sure sure i mean i you know, I, I maybe have a little bit more reason to say why they make what they make, but most people say it's, oh, it's going to make, here are the comparables. And they they they, they quote, you know, the, the the six biggest films that have ever been made in that genre. And so if it's a horror movie, it's like, um, 
I want them. I've got them playing on the franchise. Evil Dead. Like what's Evil? Yeah, it's like Saw, Evil Dead, all this. You know, it's, and it's like okay, like just quote every. You know, just eye roll, but you know, uh, Stranger Things was, was a deck that they 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 pitched, but they you know they it was picked up because they did it really well, and but it was more like it was almost it you know almost as far as a short, but it's a very well produced lookbook of like the character development and the way it's going to be shot and the themes throughout, and it was very creative, um, you know, and it, it was it was a good one, but you know that said that was a you know, sort of a rare a rare thing. I, I would say you know if you, if you if you could make a five ten minute short. Or, or or sizzle reel or something that, that you know trailer even whatever whatever it kind of you know that that that's your vision i mean that's so much easier to you get across than anything that's on paper that you know i just i just know because being somebody who's seen a million of them um you know you can raise you know and, and you know the code in example they, they raised it all through crowdfunding because they were it was so popular based on you know they did they did a few special effects scenes but they did it really you know in a practical enough way where you'd think they spent a lot of money in special effects when really it was just a few a few shots and you know it, it just you know it's, it was there are ways to get around things and i guess you know if i was a writer and i had no filmmaking experience bring on a director bring on bring on some you know an editor some some kind of you know some limited skeleton crew of people who know how to you know, direct, edit, um, you know, get around costs of, you know, producers who's done, you know, I mean, I, of course, know, know you know, a handful of people in the space, but it's, it's not that hard to find people. I mean, a lot of people are out of work, haven't worked in six months now, almost. So, I mean, you can find, I mean, you, I mean, honestly, I mean, well, the, the world of LinkedIn and, and social media and, I mean, you could reach out and touch anyone practically. So um, I would just, you know, some people, you know, I, some people reach out to me, I should say hundreds over the, you know, over the years. It's why I have a bazillion connections and it's like, but it's, it's a lot of, it's just noise, but you know, some of the, you know, it's, it's the, what is it? The squeaky, <laughs> squeaky wheel gets the grease. Well. So. Yeah, I mean, it's not the person we don't know, annoy the shit out of someone who, who might, yeah. have it's, don't do that, but, but do a really polished, you have one chance and to do it. And so, so do it well, whether it's a, whether it's a sizzle or, you know, short or just a really well put together deck where, you know, conceptually you're just like, oh my God, this looks great. It makes business sense. Um, you know, someone could get it without like, you know, imagine someone had, you know, it's like an elevator pitch. That's what film is. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, like when I open a LinkedIn message from somebody who's pitching me something, I mean, you literally have like 30 seconds to catch my eye, like 30 seconds. And it's, and if you say, oh, I want, it's this, here's a log line. It's about a detective you know, it goes back in time and then there, I, but I want Brad Pitt for and this that, and the other. And it's like someone that no one sees it's like delete. Bye. You know, it's, it's gotta be something that where it's like, look, here's, here's the concept. Here's who I am. Here's what I've done. And if, if you haven't done anything before, it's gotta be really powerful to even, I mean, move the, you know, <laughs> move the goalpost at all because it's um, you know, otherwise it's, it's kind of going to be, a, uh, if it's, if it's hard on me, it's going to be very hard for, you know, some executive at, at a, at a production a distributor the screen like the stranger in you know in a cornfield in nebraska yeah i'm glad you said that because it 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 comes back to the theme and the fundamental theme that i i love about filmmaking is that creativity matters you know mm -hmm. and i know that we typically and i've and i know you've seen this but i've seen so many decks where they actually have like actors attached and it's just like 
there's just no interest because either that actor hasn't shown that they can actually create something like this before and make money in this area, or it's just like so obscene that they're they're ask what they're asking for for their actor that you just kind of completely pass it. You know, you're just like nobody's going to give me a hundred million dollars just so that this one actor that you're telling me that you're get on this project. You know, so I just I do believe fundamentally in you know, the more creative, the more unique your project is, I just think that people are either gonna absolutely love it, you know, you're gonna find the right people that are absolutely gonna love it, or you're gonna find people who just want the names. They might like your project, and that's what I've seen. Some really great projects, and people are like, oh, what can they get names? And I'm like, you know what, that's not, this project It's so good, you know, it really just needs to be made. Mm -hmm. It just needs to be made, you know? So I'm glad you said that though, but we're going to talk, we're going to, we're going to switch gears a little here and we're going to talk about, um, a lot of people don't, well, a lot of people don't know you now. They know you now, our, our viewers know you out there, now filmmakers know you out there, but you have a pretty, pretty famous dad, <laughs> pretty famous dad out there. So why don't you, why don't you tell us, um, tell our viewers a little bit about your dad uh okay that's switching gears a bit um yeah I mean, <laughs> my dad my dad grew up i was born in i think macomb mississippi where i think i think britney spears was born in macomb mississippi too but he was born in 1939 um and he used to play uh he's a musician he used to use it as a kid uh you know i think i don't know six six seven eight he used to play guitar on the local radio station and um yeah, I mean, someone from, I, I don't know, I, I, I forgot the, the entire story how, but, um, you know, essentially some, some you know, big record people out in L.A. got wind of it, and they basically put him, him and the family, I mean, they were, you know, I mean, my, my family, my grandfathers were moonshiners in, you know, Mississippi, yeah. and, and that's, you know, I think my or my great-grandfather played the violin, in, you know, on the train, you know, it, it was, you know, kind of very... Um, I don't know, very, very, very southern, I would say. But um, anyway, so the, so he was, you know, came out here at I, I think the age of I don't know, it's eight, nine, or ten. But um, you know, and he's saying they, he's saying I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it caused a huge stir back in the fifties when you know that was, I, I mean, it was almost considered like like porn, and he had to speak. <laughs> and, no, it was, it, was, it was really bad. It's like mommy's cheating on daddy with Santa, you know, whatever. I mean, it was, it, it was one of those things where the song was almost banned and he had to go around and, you know, he ended up selling, you know, uh, you know, multiple gold, you know, millions of copies of that song. I mean, obviously hear it every Christmas, but, um, you know, he went on to do uh, TV. He was, you know, he's very funny. He's very, I mean, very clever, uh, charming guy. Uh, knew everybody, was well-liked by everybody from back from the 50s, you know, Brad Pack. Sinatra, like every everyone, he knew everybody. Um, back, back, way back in the day, kind of almost you know, gold, golden Hollywood almost times, and uh, um, yeah, and he, he did. I think he did a show Bachelor Father. He's in the, the show or the movie Inherit the Wind, which uh, you know won the Academy Award. He, you know, he, he did very well for himself for a lot of years. So he, he kind of, you know, he you know, musician, actor. Uh, you know, he produced. Uh, you know, you know, I grew up at. You know, I had a very, I grew up in LA, so, you know, <laughs> had a very interesting childhood between, you know, like one of his best friends is Barry Gordy, who found in Motown. And so, so, you know, I grew up like playing tennis with Barry Gordy every weekend. And, you know, it was kind of like that. And, you know, it's, I don't want to tell you the, 
Playboy Mansion story. I mean, that's not a regular childhood. I mean, not the Playboy Mansion story. <laughs> <laughs> I was young. Don't get me wrong. It, it was no, my dad. My dad was yeah. He was he he kind of. I'm a, shouldn't be saying this on a podcast. Damn it. Uh, no, he he just. Uh, no, he was a charming guy. Everyone liked him from the you know the fifties on up. He was the young guy. You know, he was the the kid who everyone you know you'd go to Vegas and they'd be like, oh, you know, not be like, oh, Jimmy Boyd, you know, table, <laughs> like, give a shout out. He was very well liked, and you know, he's a very nice guy and charming as you know, charming as sin. Um, but uh, yeah, no, that's that's sort of you know, he of course uh, took me to every R-rated movie when I was growing up. There was, and probably pissed my mom off quite a bit. But uh, you know, like we. It's so. I mean, that's that's kind of where my. I mean, I would have a love for movies probably either way, but that was yeah. So, yeah, an interesting LA child childhood, I, sh I should say. But, um, no, only. I mean, it was only interesting growing up, and you don't really. If, if you're a kid, you don't really. I mean, you know, you don't know who Barry Gordy is. You don't know who all these people you're meeting are. You just, you know, you don't know who anybody, anyone is, and you know that kind of. You know, I mean, it's, it's pretty much kind of humble past that. I mean, it's not. It's not like I. It just was. It's very normal to me to see these people and you know just you know have normal interactions and it's like oh we're going to so-and-so's house to play tennis you know tennis was the you know the 80s sport you know for the person like you know, everyone you know buried, buried him and you know everyone played tennis and that's that's why i'm good at tennis and i fucking suck at golf sorry to quote my yeah yeah i was gonna say the 90s where it's kind of like golf right yeah, yeah. I'm a you know '80s kid, so it's like I I grew up playing tennis, and you know that was that was everyone played tennis. I mean, that's what you on the weekends. I just remember going from, you know, from from whatever to to tennis match to tennis match, like with you know all these people that like you probably you know all know the name of. It. At that time, I'm just like, oh, it's a nice house, nice tennis court. That's what I was gonna <laughs> say. Is it like Michael Jackson and Diana Ross hanging out? With, like... <laughs> Tracy well, kind of was, you know, like like I he had a movie theater and I watched, you know, when I was a house party when I was uh, with like kid and play when I was like what nineteen whenever they come out, like nineteen ninety or nineteen yeah. you know, but it was it was it was like you'd watch all the you'd watch all this stuff and you'd meet all these people and it's like you kind of like you know, I was kind of like, Oh, this is like hmm, that's you know <laughs> I, think, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He had, he had an arcade in his house. He's I mean he was a nice he's not very nice. I mean to this day, I, mean, I haven't seen him in years, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, you know, it was just one of those. It was a, it was interesting childhood. Probably, probably, I probably said too much. <laughs> I probably, I probably, yeah. Awesome, but I, but it's, but you know, the thing is, is that like, um, you know, knowing as many of the people that I've known over the last couple of years, you just get to kind of know them, and it's just like, oh, this is that person, you know, and you know, they have their life outside of that, and you meet a lot of people in finance like that too. They have like this persona; they're this well something somebody, and then at home, they're just this just this person in their house with their family playing tennis. <laughs> oh, no, so. was, we had some great doubles matches and yeah, and I played, I mean, literally every, it was every weekend and you know, you don't oh. think of, you're just like, oh, you're some, some, you know, nice, you're just my dad's friend. You're just this. And it's, you know, later you're like, oh shit. Like, oh yeah. Like you're like, I mean, you know, you don't even realize it for, uh, you know, for 10 years till you're a teenager and then you're like, oh shit. Okay. Like, all right. <laughs> like very good. Yeah. I'm like, Good, good for this guy. Like, you know, it's like, <laughs> right. You know what I want to ask you also. You know, what what types of projects interest you? What types of projects are you interested in and you look out for? Um, well, lately it, it's it's been. Um, uh, well, I've kind of had a specific 
I shouldn't say specific because, um, you know, if there's a project that comes to me fully attached and it's, um, you know, it's like, I mean, it's, it's a real deal project that's ready to go. And I'm like, wow, this, I see the, you know, I see the potential in it, uh, you know, and then I, I'm, I'm less concerned about genre. I mean, lately I've been trying to do, um, sort of, um, sort of like create more be more on the creative side than the finance side because it's great you know when someone says oh i've got this project you know put the money together and you know that's um you know i mean it's, it's i mean i shouldn't say it's easy for me to do because because it's, it's it's not if unless you have i mean i could go into the, the differences of you know different types of financing and which are like more straightforward than others but you know either way it's it's not always the easiest, but um, you know, I, I will say the projects that I'm looking forward, uh, looking looking to do now, are more um, they're more on the creative side of things. I I, I want to. I'm working with uh, you know John Cry, who you know, yeah, he was um, on here two, two episodes ago. I think I told you. I said oh, I talked. You talked to Tish, and I, I saw that, and then I'm like, oh yeah, Tish, yeah, she, she wants me to talk on a podcast. <laughs> He's like, yeah, go do it. Um, <laughs> He's like, yeah, it is. it's like, yeah. Well, I mean, he's of course, again, nothing. He's all, all good things uh, on that front. So, um, no, I mean, I want to, I want to like collaborate on something fun that's that's that's, that's uh, you know, potentially with him because you know he's such a creative, you know. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, yeah. he's so. I was I was thinking when you were saying that I'm like ah so Devin's probably going to be directing <laughs> you're probably going to be directing something soon I can see that right I can well totally no, I'll, I'll, I'll let John do that but um, no I know I, I, I want to be though I mean I, I that's I'm a creative person so um, you know I don't want to I don't want to do like full full you know have the weight of the world on my shoulders myself but you know it's one of those things where we've we've had conversations and. I, I kind of want to like you know find someone to you know or well essentially just you know do exactly what I said to you because you know I'm, I'm, I kind of practice what I preach in a sense you know I'm trying not to give anyone the wrong advice but um, you know it's for all these projects that you know while while you know everyone's coming back online after investors kind of told you they hit in a bit of a rabbit hole over the past few months but they're coming back online and they wanted to you know film funds I had a call earlier about. You know, people should like you know let's can we do it can we do it now and you know that's great um you know, the, the, the big picture stuff of like yeah let's do this gigantic film fund okay great i'll you know i'll help you with that i'll put it together um but i want to you know i, I don't want to i hate financing studio movies i i really don't like the 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 idea of just handing over money to a studio for a fee you're mm -hmm. basically brokering a deal like i know people with money you have some big movie that's you know it's like you know i had all this you know i had a scorsese movie, Spielberg movie i had all these movies you know, before this, um, and I mean, some of them you know about, some of them actually were nominated, but they came out in the last, you know, eight months, I would say. And, um, you know, but I really, you know, short of getting, you know, being an EP on like a, a Spielberg movie or like an Academy, I'd love to win an Academy Award, so would we all. But other than that, it's like, I, I don't like just handing money over to the studios and collecting a fee and being like, goodbye. <laughs> that was great. Here, yeah. take, take the money, like, you know, because it's just, I mean, there's there's nothing fulfilling to you know to me about that. So um, what I'd like to do is, um, or what I'm what I'm playing, what I'm plotting to do. Sorry, <laughs> see, top secret information, but you know, I, I want to make a, I want to I want to kind of uh, get into a, a very, um, um, gosh, you know, I, sh I shouldn't give too much information before I, sh I shouldn't I shouldn't break the, uh, no, but it's I, I want to do something that's you know action is you know the Expendables is great you know that that was that was a fun movie yeah. to do minus, minus the nightmare that it was to produce um, 
<laughs> but um, you know, like there, there's there's a very you know, like like imagine taking a um, you know franchise like um, you know the Avengers, a Marvel type franchise, where they spend you know I, that was that was the one I think I think Endgame costs you know at the end of the day like five hundred million to make. Mm -hmm. I mean, between four and six, I know the estimates are all over the place, but they're in that that crazy range. And um, you know, the 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 thing about it is, if you have a good idea, you could do it for so much less. And you know, what I what I want to do is kind of do a you know kind of a streaming either series or um, you know or film and or you know you know franchise potentially that's that's kind of in that space, but. Um, yeah, well, I don't want to get into too much detail, but um, you know, I, I we, there, there's some ideas for it that that are that are sort of in a very popular space right now that are, you know, I mean, essentially, you know, you can do drama that's 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 great. Yeah. Uh, people kind of people tend and drama is hard though sometimes because you can't. It's hard to pitch a concept. I mean, it's really about the actors and the script, mm -hmm. and there's a, there's a lot, there's a lot of getting into it. If you have a concept for uh, you know, action, sci-fi, the blend of that, um, or, you know, I mean, certain other, I mean, horror, horror is horror. I mean, that's sort of, you know, I would, that, that has its own thing because you're like, oh, great. Well, we know it's going to be sort of cheap-ish because, you know, you're not going to have the actors that you don't need, you know, you don't need that to drive the, the, uh, the movie. But, you know, I, I think there's a lot to be said in, in the world of doing what, uh, you know, Disney, and the studios do, but doing like undercutting them in, in, a, in a big way when there are a lot of other people willing to spend a lot of money on film, on film TV. It's just like that. That's done. That's equally convincing. That's maybe just, it's just smaller scale, which I think is, uh, I think is better. It's like, you know, like, the, I don't know who saw the, you know, I'm going to shit on Disney um, <laughs> because, but you know, like the last, you know, the last Jedi, it's like, you know, my complaints would be, it, it's like, you know, how many, I mean, it's like you know, you just you, you give a yeah. Long... That's reviews about the last. I mean, nah, you know, you're with certain people I mentioned, where it's like you know, like they 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 could didn't come up with new ideas, so they just said, okay, a thousand you know star destroyers, and they just did more instead of doing creative. They're just like, well, let's just make it, you know, let's make it more, and it's like, okay, well, you know, more's more's not better, and it, it's. Right. it's just, you know, and, and and that's what all the studios, you know, they're kind of getting locked in more. They're like, okay, well, well, let's stick with with what's good because it's safe, but let's just make more of it. Let's just make special effects and do five thousand of it instead of five. And it's like, okay, well, that's you didn't advance the story at all. You just kind of actually ruin the story. And you you and, and it's, you know, I'm never gonna job it. You know, I'm never <laughs> gonna think greenlit at Disney again now. But uh, thank you guys. <laughs> But uh, no, but it's it's that kind of that's it's, it's, industry, it's not just a Disney thing. But let's be clear, it's an industry thing because the studios are only playing it safe. And I just I remember like early nineties, um, Disney owned. I can't remember was it TriStar where they did um, was it TriStar? I don't know if you know that, but Disney owned. They made like Pretty Woman. They had another like sub studio where they could take more risks on projects that weren't so you know so child friendly so i just think that studios kind of they're getting away from like well you know what let me just do like a sub or a sub of a sub so that we can take more risks and being like nope we only want to do tent poles 
We only want to do these big box office things. We don't want to take any more risks. And John talked about that in his episode. Like he was like, nobody really wanted Dar Donnie Darko. Nobody really wanted, you know, um, Memento. But we saw something special in it. And then it, all of them got nominated or, you know, all of them became a success and became, you know, these films that filmmakers love, you know? So I just... I, what I want to happen in this industry, which I hope will continue as long as we have people who are creative, is that we can continue to make creative films that are going to define what filmmaking is, because I don't want to get away from that. You know, I don't want to get away from the different ways that people film. But these young filmmakers out here, they're just doing it with their phone. They're like, we don't care. We don't need the studio. We're going to do it with our phone. And they do some really unique great things so that's where my like hope lies <laughs> well you know and and that's you know it's 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 a kind of a youtube generation where you you, you get mm -hmm. something viral and i mean you know unfortunately um well fortunately or fortunately because you know youtube's one of those things where yeah you can get a you can get 10 million hits one day and then not again or you could be youtube's you know uh you know a social media kind of king or queen whatever and it, it's sort of I mean, yeah, it's great. I, you know, I think at a point it's, it's, it's like, you know, being, you know, eventually you're going to be selling, you know, products on your, on your station or something to make, and yeah, and you'll, you'll make a good fortune. You'll, I don't know, God, I'm about to like name drop, like not name drop, but I want to say like the, the Kardashian family has, <laughs> because, you know, but, it's, but it's like, you know, it's like, what are you doing? Like, you have a skin cream now and you have this and then that. And it's like, I, you know, I, I, I <laughs> them good for the whole family i mean they've all done very well but you know it's like what you know i, I you kind of you know i think that only goes so far sometimes it's great sometimes sometimes like someone you know has something wonderful and it does well and it's because they're a talented filmmaker and then they get picked up and then the next the next new director and that's that's wonderful too but it's it's kind of there's a lot of noise in in that sort of you know world too of, yeah. of youtube and you know TikTok now and you know whatever and it's like Okay, great. You did a, you did, you did a, a ten second. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I was gonna make it. No, I, I cut, I cut you off. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was gonna make a joke about just TikTok and you know, you did a <laughs> ten second booty shake and you know, you know. TikTok is a thing. That's a vibe, though. TikTok is a vibe, though. You gotta like. I, I just kind of feel like it's like something. It's, it's kind of like when, um, what was the thing that happened where you could make like three second videos? I can't, Vine, you remember Vine? No one talks about Vine anymore, but you remember, Vine was just a vibe. It was just something that people were just doing. And I just kind of feel like TikTok is gonna be like the Vine and it's mm -hmm. gonna go away. Does anyone even talk and about so, Vine? I, I don't even know what happened to Vine. I don't, I mean, I, yeah. I'm not like on yeah. TikTok, I'm not, you know, like, okay, I, I st I'll stop it. I don't even, I'm not even on Facebook anymore, really. It's like, I, I really just like, you know, I, I'll, I'll post pictures of my, you know, food or something on, on Instagram, like a, like some tacky teenager, but that's about it. Uh, I, you know, I don't know. It's like, well, I, I do cook. So I'm like, hey, look, this looks pretty good. I think it's because like Instagram and Facebook, but specifically Instagram, whenever there's another entity, Instagram is like, nope, we're going to like up that. Like even now there's like Instagram reels. That's because of this whole TikTok <laughs> situation. Um, but what I was going to say earlier, um, Devin and Dish, is that I think I do think that there will be more room for creativity in films just because of what's happening in the world. I mean, I don't, I think that 
it's there's going to be a demand for it in order to keep people's attention because I mean, I don't know about you, but it's it's a lot happening. <laughs> People they want it on all levels. I don't think it's just that they want dramatic films or content, but they also want comedic films or content and um, and horror. But they want they want it to be relatable and they want they want uniqueness. I mean, so many people are just like the conversations that that I've been having. It's just I need something. I need something and that's all that people are watching is content right now. That's literally people's like therapy. Right now. <laughs> it is. And, and they're running out of it. So that there's, you know, that's, hence is, you know, that that's the problem and that's the opportunity for, you know, I mean, you know, I, I know what I, how I've, you know, want to kind of put myself in, in, you know, kind of make moves in the space, but, you know, for, there's a lot of opportunity for people that uh, necessarily probably wouldn't have it before this whole craziness happened because, yeah. You know, um, in come, you know, back back in in February, uh, you know, probably before mid February, there was, you know, a, a ten year, um, um, you know, backlog on for every major uh, soundstage, and you know, I shouldn't say all the world, but you know, all the major kind of locations, uh, L.A. certainly, London. I mean, and of course, you could find locations anywhere, but I, I remember looking at it. You know, kind of the Romanias and um, past, you know, kind of uh, different places where you know, um, you know, you can find kind of quality space and you get a little rebate and it's cheaper and it's this that and the other. And they were booked for years back in 2019. So, um, you know, and that's it's going to be so, so it was already like a huge. Uh, like it just ramped up with you know Netflix spending you know tens of billions of dollars a year and. Disney trying to compete with them and Amazon having all this money too. And it's like, it's just, it's kind of, it was endless money. So, um, but that all got stopped. So there was a huge, a huge push of cash the last couple of years. But I mean, you'd be surprised how fast, you know, six months of no new content, uh, you know, can just, I mean, it, it basically took out all, all the studios except for, you know, for Disney and even Disney, mm. uh, you know, they still have the money to put into new stuff, but I mean, they were, the only one who really had the content were the ones who had these big streaming libraries and you mm. know which which you know it's basically netflix and you know, amazon kind of has some who had the t- you know kind of the tv you know kind of the kind of you know whatever it was hulu, hulu live they have a lot of tv stuff and um you know hbo max made a big uh kind of uh opening but it was literally right before this happened so right. you know it was like literally like and and i had you know i had well, you know, I can't. I don't say my business too much, but that was something exciting for me because some of my producing partners were working with them, and we were doing some films with. You know, it's a great platform of, of competition. They had a lot to offer, and then kind of all of a sudden, it's like, well, what happened to the movies if you're not you can't shoot any movies? So, mm-hmm. um, right. but yeah, but I'll, but I'll go back to now. We're six months later. Netflix is is you know their library uh, is thin. You know, HBO Max. Uh, you know, if you want to watch movies dating back uh, 10, 20, you want to watch Jaws, you know, whatever, yeah. whatever. You know, if you want to watch something that's pretty that's, woman, yeah, whatever. Like, Jaws is, you know, Jaws whatever. Yeah. yeah, but if it's, if it's something, if it's a classic that's, you know, from the library back 50 years or more, however long it goes back, I mean, it goes back longer, but I don't know what, I don't know what they, I haven't subscribed yet, but I, apparently it's their entire library for, you know, <laughs> I mean, goes back forever. So, um, you know, that's great, but 
you know, there, there, there are less people that are, you know, they don't want to watch, certainly not, um, you know, someone, some kid on their iPhone, they're not going to want to watch uh, some uh, Warner Brothers movie from the 60s. You know, they're going to watch something new and there's no, you know, they're running out of Netflix and everyone's freaking out. Now everyone's back. And so there's, there's just going to be probably more money thrown at film uh, in the next few months than ever because Mm -hmm. it's actually a huge film. And, you know, they're, they're, they're good channels. There's, you know, there's streaming. Um, Obviously that's, I mean, theatrical is a little bit dodgy. I, you know, I don't, I don't know if I put any of my investors in Uh -uh. theatrical film right now because it's just like, I'm even... And even the films that are that are scheduled out to December and beyond, it's like, well, you know, like it might not be movie chains are going to be struggling by then. Uh, you know, we don't even know what's going on with that. So, you know, there's the things, you know, streaming. Um, you know, animation's a great kind of platform because you know you, it, you know, you can chuck all the social distancing out the window because you're, you know, you, 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 have, a, you, have, an actor, you have a microphone and you have some, uh, you know, you have, you have the animators who do all the work and you could be like, okay, do it from home, send it to the, you know, send it to the render farm, um, you know, we'll edit somewhere else and do something like you could have it, you could do an animation movie, you know, around the globe. I mean, that'd be difficult because I mean, not, may not be very cohesive, but you literally can do it and, you know, have an animator here, animate there, you know, throughout every country in the world. And, it's it's um, going to be norm it's going to be the new norm you know I, I really feel like what you're talking about is going to be a different way of how we are going to interact because it's also cheaper for people to do things from their home than to be in a big be big building or whatnot and we just have so much technology right now right i just think that you know even like looking outside of the film industry just looking on the market like everyone's we being extremely creative with creating commercials. I don't I don't know I don't know if you guys notice, but we're getting new commercials all the time. Wow. Ask yourself why and how are we doing that is because these filmmakers are out here and they're coming up with ways creatively to create things on Zoom and I've seen it I've seen it done and it's really creative. I really do feel like there's going to be a different way of filmmaking even 6 months from now on how we're going to interact as, you know, filmmakers, as entrepreneurs, you know, it's going to be a different, it's going to be a different, a huge difference. You know, I, I agree. I mean, we look at like, you know, Quibi and, and they, there's a lot of short, uh, short sort of length content, but I, I've seen people make great content on their iPhones. I mean, now your iPhone is, you know, I, I, I've seen some stuff and you're like, damn, you shot that on an iPhone. I've seen comparisons with an iPhone and a red camera. Where of course you know you go into low light, you go into certain things. It's obviously not nearly the same. But for your you know for like a first time, I mean it's just so like why not? If if you have a creative idea and you have if if you're creative enough to write a script with a great concept, you you can find you can find someone to shoot it. Like if you don't know how, find it find a deep like I mean even if it's just a photographer, you know that shoots weddings. You know what I mean? Like you you have to find like a up the shot i mean really you know and i don't want to like kind of undercut you know kind of the quality you know high level dp out there or anything like that but it's it's like you can i've, I've seen some things where it's like i mean it's essentially free i mean it's not you do stuff you have in your pocket or you know you can ask a friend for his you know like I, honestly it's it's such you know it's not like you're running around with a um you know like 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 a camera like like some some big big VHS and in a tape 
yeah. or before that super eight or whatever, you know, it's like you, you really have all the technology to, to shoot something cool. And, um, you know, any, any uh, kid who's in, uh, you know, art school for, you know, graphic design and, and, you know, mm -hmm. you know, essentially, you know, special effects for film. It's like, you can see, I mean, I see all the time cause I, you know, follow, follow, you know, some, some feeds of these kids. And it's like, it could be some kid out of India who's reproducing a scene from, you know, it looks like, you know, it's a Marvel light, but it's like, you don't have to have something perfect to sell it to, uh, you know, to sell it to someone. You just have to like show the concept works and it's, it's right idea. I mean, cause otherwise you, you're just sending an email that goes, goes in their junk, you know, junk folder. Mm -hmm. No, I, I and I agree with that, and I I do think it's a time for creativity. And you're right, there is going to be a lot of money flooding the market because there's going to be new content. So filmmakers, you know, entrepreneurs, people, get ready. You know, get ready for it. This is the time to to do it. So we're coming up to the the end of our show, but we usually ask everyone a question. I'm gonna okay. let you do this. Oh, okay. But, um, so uh, we believe in using our platform uh, for change. And so we do have to say, um, please arrest the cops, not even please, just arrest the cops that killed Breonna Taylor. Um, there's so much stuff that's happening in our world. Like we talked about before, Devin, um, with COVID, racial injustice, and, you know, all the other extraness that is politics. 2020, that is 2020, the foolishness. Um, uh, we, I've been out protesting and, you know, these chants, sometimes you're saying things that you don't really want to say, but uh, one of the things that we, uh, we ask everybody on our show is, if you had one thing that you wanted to put out into the world right here, right now, um, as it just pertains to our climate, um, and you were leading your own protest, what would your chant be? And it has to be world changing. It has to be something that <laughs> works. Yeah. Or just something, yeah. well, wait, wait a second, Tish. Well, how, how about this? How about this? Can't we all get along? There you go. 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 Love it, love it. Well, thank you so much for coming and talking to us, Devin. You literally dropped some gems. People out there watching, he literally laid laid it out, A, B, C, D, E. So if you are not creating your own content and figuring out how to finance it or put it out there, that's on you. Uh, he gave you the game. So pick it up, you know, shoot it in the net because Devin, he did that. <laughs> Thank you guys again. Come back next week, 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time. We will be here giving you these gems with our people. So we can't wait to see you guys next week. Peace. Oh, wait. And shout out Devin's company. Uh, what's the name of your company, Devin? Silver Cloud Entertainment. I'm sorry? Silver Cloud Entertainment. Silver, Cloud, Silver Cloud Entertainment. There you go, guys. Out, he's out here in these streets looking for great content. FYI. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye. Did he leave? Yeah. <laughs> but um, bye, everyone.